Hello and welcome to the Verblio Show. This is the podcast for digital agencies and digital marketers brought to you by Verblio, the friendliest content creation platform in the business. I'm your host, Steve Pockross, and I'm Verblio CEO. Today, I'm speaking with digital agency coach Chris Rudolph. Chris is a lifelong coach and mentor whose career includes a stint with the Chicago Bulls, though his passion today is helping agency owners create not only the business they want, but the life they want. As the line between personal and professional is increasingly blurred during our current environment, Chris's insights are especially timely for agency and business owners alike. My favorite quote from this interview is that marketers rise to the level of their goals and fall to the level of their systems. Chris and I spoke on August 13th, 2020. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Very excited to be here today with Chris Rudolph. Chris, welcome to The Verblio Show. Hey, thank you so much, Steve. It's great to be here. It is hard to uh, look at your resume and all the work that you do without getting very distracted by your work with the Chicago Bulls. So I need to start there. What did you learn coaching the Chicago Bulls on their conditioning and how the heck did you get that job? Yeah, great, great question, Steve. So I, uh, my first job out of college was a strength and conditioning coach assistant with the Bulls, which I, I grew up uh, in, you know, in the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen era. So it was a, a really a dream come true. But I can't say I was super strategic and that I did a lot of amazing things to be able to get that job. I actually had amazing mentors at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Uh, who, who had connections. So I learned like the power of connections and it's not uh, just what you know, but who knows you. Um, so I was able to fortunately uh, walk into that situation and be mentored by basically the guy that started the field. I wasn't necessarily proactive in that regard, but if, if I were uh, telling anyone, you know, if you have a specific goal to really go to the, the best person that you, that you can meet and be mentored by them, learn from them, be a sponge around them. Can you give us one anecdote from working with the Bulls and also one lesson for what the professionals do differently than the rest of us who try to stay in shape? Yeah, I, I really uh, had an opportunity to be behind the curtain and I worked one-on-one -on -one with, with all the players. So it's just so much different what you see on TV and the media. And uh, you just realize that I mean, these, these players are, they're just real people. A lot of times they have one or two strengths that they've really maximized that they're really good at, but they're, they're flawed human beings that, you know, so many of them were just like, I just want to be a regular person and go to the mall and not get, you know, bombarded by people. So I think um, they know their strength. They've worked really hard at those strengths, um, but they're, they're not perfect. And uh, you just, I think it's easy to get starstruck around people. And uh, I think I just really learned that they just, they just want to have uh, friends, friendships and relationships like anyone else. How would you describe what you do now? Yeah. So I'm a business coach and I work with digital agency owners and I'm kind of really focused on two things. You know, how can we grow their income, but also spend more time uh, with their family. So I uh, have a family, I have an amazing wife and I have three kids under 11 years old. And that's just a huge value of mine. And I just see in not only in digital agencies, but in a lot of professions is that work can consume you and it really can take you away from things that you really value. So um, I'm, I'm not a uh, like a huge hustle, hustle and sleep when you die type of type of person. Um, I, I believe if you're strategic and you're diligent, you have a clear vision and you have systems to support you that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish, but also have good work life balance. What different approach do you bring to agency consulting? I think uh, my approach is on the front end, really get clear about the vision that you have for both your business, 
uh, but also your life. I think, I mean, in this day and age, a day of social media and content marketing, which we're all a part of, is there's tons of uh, experts and gurus and you know people that have different approaches and programs, and many of them have worked really well for for that individual. So there's a lot of ways to get there, and I think that can be overwhelming. But I think the key is if you have a clear vision of what you want your business and more importantly your life to be, you can reverse engineer that and find the right mix or the you know the right type of business model or the right approach for you. I hate to see agency owners. Uh, you know, try a, a certain business model and it's successful, but it's like kind of the death to them. It like sucks the life out of them. So they were successful, but like with the wrong metric. Can you help us bridge the gap for how one be- starts off as a strength training coach in the MBA and becomes a successful agency coach? Yeah, great question. So I think just like uh, when I asked the question to agency owners, like, did you go to school for what you did or how did, how did you get there? It's a very nonlinear path. And I probably, you know, exude that as much as anyone. So I've always, uh, one common thread of what I've done uh, my whole career is coaching. So I started out in fitness and sport, uh, moved to uh, habits and, and wellness and kind of work-life balance. And I think it was just the natural extension. I, when, I, when I started my business, I knew my craft of strength and conditioning, but I had no clue about business. And it was like steep learning curve. And thankfully we grew despite the me and, and, and my other co-owner. Through those bumps and bruises and just like hard lessons, I, I really had the need for coaching and mentorship. So it took about four years in, you know, to like hit your head against the wall enough times and to be in enough pain where you, you finally just uh, go, to, go to others for help. And uh, I saw it mentorship and coaching and personal development, and it really made the biggest difference. And I really, you know, when I, I sold off uh, two businesses, a bricks and mortar uh, strength conditioning uh, facility and rehab facility, and also a piece of SaaS software. And, you know, like you wear pretty much every hat when you start, a, a start businesses. And, you know, I had a chance to reflect of like, what did I really enjoy out of everything that I did? And I just, I loved uh, coaching and I really saw the need for help in business. Um, so I wanted to get into to business coaching and I just immediately, uh, I didn't have like a, a plan or like a business in mind. It's just people came to me for help and I happened to be working with uh, people who are in digital marketing and I was able to help them and they would ask me, you know, how do I hire you? And I had to kind of make something up on the spot. And that was like over six years ago. And I uh, have just been uh, committed to helping uh, digital agency owners. And I, I love this field. Um, I can't think of, you know, you go to a, a conference in digital marketing or social media, and I can't think of a better group uh, of, of people in the industry to, to be around uh, than this one. And, you know, people generally care about their clients and the work they do and that it's meaningful. And uh, that just really fuels my passion to be able to help and support them uh, in a way that I wish I had when I was 23 and starting my own business and really had no clue. It's interesting. I feel like uh, everything you're saying is so true in so many professional endeavors like dentists, therapists. Uh, my wife went into public health. Very few people teach you how to actually run the business that you're actually learning the skill for. And then I got an MBA, so I learned how to run the business without actually learning the, the marketing skills that you need today. 
it seems like it would be a really nice evolution to have someone like yourself that teaches both at the same time. What's the big difference between the agencies who are growing right now and the ones who aren't? The really clear line that I see is that the agencies that are leading with a strong ROI service, something that you can get uh, a client a quick win between, you know, it's somewhere between 30 to 90 days are the agencies that are really doing well. So a lot of times that could be, it, it's not just one type of service, but it can be things like paid ads or paid social, email marketing, uh, you know, the website conversion websites, um, especially now that a lot of industries are, are going online uh, with some of the, the COVID stay at home orders, um, or even maybe chatbots. Those are the, the type of services that you can lead with. You don't have to be limited to them, but you can lead with. And if you can get a positive ROI, you can build trust and your clients are more likely to stick with you and, and do more long, long game uh, type of approach like content, SEO, social media management. But you know, in a time of disruption, you have to put yourselves in the business owner or that marketing manager's shoes. They wanna make a safe bet. They wanna, you know, they want a situation where they can put a quarter in and get two quarters out. Um, so that ROI is, is a really key, key part of that. What are some of the techniques that the people are doing to make these quick hits and, and get and, and have an impact in the first 30, 60 days? I think the first, th first thing is, is, uh, is a data thing. You want to see the results um, that your clients are getting. Uh, both individually and then across your kind of portfolio clients. So if you can show like it's not like you could do SEO or, or content or social media management, as long as you can show that ROI and it's, it's true of like, you'll see a return by this, you know, our average client sees their return and, and then some uh, by this date, um, it's powerful to have that. And you want to be able to share those stories. Um, but I think if, if you in-house, if you don't have like, uh, you know, something like paid ads or email marketing, it's great to either hire to bring someone in who's really good at that or to team up with an, another individual or agency that can do that really well. Um, even if, you know, maybe your profit margin isn't quite as high, if you can lead with that, that's going to build trust and, you know, the client is going to be profitable where they're more likely to stick with you. Um, and, you know, it, long enough that you can actually make the difference of, of what you actually do. Uh, another thing is, is if you offer, if, if your big thing is, is creating marketing strategy or SEO strategy or something that's strategy related, um, one thing that's been working really well for my clients is to, to set up strategy sprints. Um, so another way you can offer value is to, you know, improve the results of your, of your client or the experience that you, you offer as an agency. But it's also if you can get their results or get things started quicker. So let's say uh, a typical agency might take three or four weeks to get a strategy together and, and then you can start acting on it. Well, what if you were able to do uh, like a, have your, you know, the marketing strategy ready in a week or, or two weeks um, so that they can start to see uh, the fruit of, of doing some of those things uh, sooner. That's excellent. I gotta imagine that it's gotta be pretty uncomfortable if you're an agency who specializes in some of these areas that you have to lead with something that's not your specialty in order to kick something off. How do you coach your your agencies to get comfortable with that? You know, you might not be 100% comfortable, but I think uh, that's where the opportunities are. You know, I think it's out of necessity. And I, I really see if 
the agencies that aren't doing it, they're like shrinking and they're getting a lot of like um, pauses, cancellations, like with the, you know, it's COVID, you know, related. I just, I, mean, I hear a lot of those things almost like it's self-fulfilling, but I think you, you have to be firm in principle, but flexible in approach. That's something my first mentor uh, at the Bulls actually uh, a line out of his mouth. I just had lunch with, with him. His name's Alvar Meal and uh, you know, someone who has, has had a lot of experience, but firm with your principles of what you really believe in, but you gotta be flexible in your approach with, with when, when times change. And don't feel like you have to be the, if you, if you don't have that expertise in house, you don't have to, like, it's gonna take too long to learn or you, you don't wanna do it half, halfway. Um, team up with, with someone who is really good in that area. And what's great is you're not just limited to your network of clients that person or agency may have clients that already believe in them that may want your service and vice versa. So you're, you're in a way multiplying your, in times that are dire or challenging, um, don't do it. Your, you know, don't, don't just try to do it yourself. Team up. One common frustration of agency owners as they grow is not being able to get out of the weeds, doing tasks like client work, uh, the billing themselves. What keeps agency owners in the weeds? Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've circled this question and, and this is a common thing that I hear from my clients because typically people, this is the path that I, I see a lot of agency owners, you know, from the beginning. They either work for like a large agency or a large corporation and they just kind of got fed up with their situation. They're really good at what they do. So they didn't see the opportunities internally that they wanted to see and they really wanted some, probably some more freedom to do uh, the type of work that they want to do. So they go off on their own they're, they're good at their, their craft and what they do and, and they get results for people and things start to grow, but they're stuck doing it all. So I've, you know, there's, you can try hiring people. Um, that's not automatically going to solve the problem. What I uh, challenge my clients to is to set a four week, no work vacation in the next 12 months. So really boldly declare, like, I'm going to take four weeks off, no work, um, in the next 12 months and put it on the calendar and start sharing it with people around me. And here's the reason why is when you have that on your calendar, you start to change in how you operate, how you create systems, how you plan. And why four weeks is basically pretty much everything in your agency typically will cycle within four weeks. You know, you'll have client meetings, you'll have, um, you know, set up strategy, you'll have billing, um, uh, every, you know, get, you'll get paid. So if you can extract yourself for four weeks and your business runs without you, it's a pretty good litmus test that, that um, you, you've, you're, you're out of the weeds and you can operate at a, a more of a designing and directing phase. I like that. And then you work your way backwards from this is where I'm going to end up. What are the most common mistakes you see agency owners making? You know, not letting go and allow others to uh, do the actual like day-to-day -day work is a big thing. I mean, it, it's it, it, a lot of times your agency is your baby and uh, you have so much invested in that and nobody cares about it more than you. And I, I say this not uh, not talking down to anyone. I, I live this. I like micromanaged a business for probably five years and I burned myself out and I, I just don't want to see others do that. So letting go and trusting others um, is big. Another one is uh, pricing their services too low. Um, 
you know, generally that's, that's one of the most common ones. So a lot of times that just works like you have to work with more clients and you're not, you don't have the profit margins to pay uh, your people as much as, as you want. And it just kind of snowballs uh, from there. Another thing is um, I, 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 I challenge you this, like line up all of your clients on a, on a sheet of paper from the ones that pay you the most to the ones that pay you the least. And, and just look at that list and think about who are the most high maintenance clients that you have. And I would bet my, my uh, house keys that it's probably somewhere in that lower tier. Um, you're, so a lot of times your highest paying clients are your uh, clients that trust you and they empower you to do you, your agency to do the work uh, that, you're, that you're trained to do. And they tend not to like call or text you as much on weekends and on holidays and in the middle of the night. Um, so that that's a that's a big thing about price. And there there's something around uh, how how people respect you and your time uh, with what you charge. All of that is great, and that totally resonates with me too. I'm trying to if you have two thousand clients, how do you line them all up from top to bottom? Is on my head right now. But- <laughs> yeah. So one of the ways that I describe kind of our top, our best clients is somebody who's actually tried working with a writing partner before. So if you've done it once before, you have empathy, you understand what good looks like to another level. It doesn't have to be explained to you. And I find like those smaller clients are the ones who haven't done it before is another critical element. And it's like core to their business where they're not even sure that they can afford it versus the big guys. They know what good looks like, they know how it helps them, and they can afford it, and it all kind of comes together to help you. I think that's exactly right, because really, when you're an agency and you're teamed with a business, it's a, it's a partnership. You're working together as a team, and things like investment and trust and respect go a long way. And if you don't have that, you, I mean, you experience it, the friction, and that's, those are really distractions for like you getting the outcome that both of you want to get. You put a big emphasis on helping your clients set clear goals and develop habits and systems. Why is this so important, especially for agencies? I truly believe that you rise to the level of your goals, but you also fall to the level of your systems. So if you have big goals, like they're both important. Um, So if you have big goals, uh, but really poor systems, you're going to see just frustration and you know unmet expectations you know you you and your team are going to have high expectations and you're not going to get there and that can really stall stall you out now if you have no goals but you have really good systems what you have is typically an agency that really stagnates and just kind of spins and no one's inspired so you need to have a strong strong goals you know a vision of what you're doing and really good systems to really soar um so I, I have a mentor years ago talked about how, you know, if you aim at nothing, you're, you'll surely hit it. So you do have to have vision, um, but you also need systems to support that. Uh, I also found that typically most owners, they are either a systems person, like a personality or a goal personality. They're typically one or the other. And it's important to surround yourself on your team with other, the, the opposite type of person so that you have that balance. Because if you're in a room of all like goal visionary people, you're gonna probably burn out your team and create a lot of frustration. Or if you're all systems people, you'll you'll just stall out and uh, you'll have a really good system that maybe isn't really heading anywhere. So, or really doesn't take risks. So it's good to kind of hire and make sure that you have balance on your team 
in that regard. All right, that totally resonates with me. I'm definitely taking the ba that back to my team, especially as we discussed. I just brought on a, a new uh, CTO slash COO who's been uh, my, my right hand many times before, who is that systems process person and brings all of the strategy to life. But uh, I really like thinking of the business as having to have those critical elements and you can't be one or the other. What questions are you not asked frequently enough? A lot of, a lot of whether I'm having a consultation or working with a client, especially initially is, I hear a lot of how-to questions, like how do I do this? Or how do I you know, work less? How do I, how do I get out of this nine, nine Zoom meetings in a row and I don't even have a bathroom break and I just feel exhausted at the end of the day? Um, how do I uh, get out of the weeds? Um, and I think, uh, I really, I think a lot of the, the shift that I'd like to see in the questions I don't get it a lot are like who first and not how um, a lot of times, especially if you, if you have clients and you have good revenue and profit, um, don't think about like, oh, how am I going to get this new thing done? Or how am I, how am I going to get this? You no, know, we just brought on five clients. How are we going to get this done? Think who, like, who do I need on my team and who do I need to grow? And I think the, the why questions too, of like, especially when you're in the grind and you're maybe in a, in growth mode and everything is moving fast and it, and you can be like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? But, but really uh, balancing it out with like, why are we doing this? And should we be doing this? I think are some of the, uh, those are, you know, the types of questions that I think um, I would like to see agency owners, you know, think about more often. Basically, you have to coach on the questions that they're asking you for, uh, for better questions is step one for how to get the most use out of you. I think that's what people come to a coach or a mentor for is when you're in a business, there's pressure. Um, there's, there's risk, there's can be anxiety, there can be stress and you get tunnel vision. You want, you want someone to draw you out of that, 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 that tunnel vision and bring you up a level to be able to see in the big picture, what is, what is happening. Cause it's just, it's, I think it's just human nature. I don't think we were made to do this alone. Like if you're a serious athlete, let's say you're trying to go to the Olympics or, or hit some big athletic goal you're going to have a coach. I, I, I have yet to see a, a major league baseball team or a NFL football team or NBA basketball team or MLS soccer team that doesn't have a coach or a series of coaches that are specialists. Instead of having to learn things trial and error, you can benefit from their experience, stand on their shoulders uh, so that, you know, you can really learn from and grow from their mistakes without having to make them. And it really accelerates that, that growth curve and you can kind of cut the curve a little bit. I completely, I completely agree with what you're saying. I actually have two executive coaches right now. Uh, one just on the organizational development side that works with me and the rest of my team. And one who is a famous MarTech CEO who sold his company for, for lots of money, but has just seen it all before and saves me so many cycles. So I do ask way too many of those how-to questions and I need to ask more of the why, which I just learned. Uh, but in the same time, he just saves me cycle after cycle uh, how do I get the most out of the, the the little bit of time that all of us have in order to run these businesses? Yeah, I don't. You probably, Steve, can think about uh, people that you've sat down maybe to lunch or over coffee that in one hour they like you learn more in one hour that it probably saved you two years of mistakes or time just on distilling what they've what they you know they learned uh, you know with maybe some hard lessons in their life. So. Um, I think too, there's always people as, as you go along in your career, 
uh, that have invested and in, in share that with you. So I think people are very open, much more open than you think to share their own experiences and tips. I completely agree with that too. The, the other value that I get out of coaching, I'm interested to kind of where this falls on your perspective or on your, on the spectrum of value that you see is um, I get a lot of value of just accountability. If you're a CEO, if you're running an agency, there's nobody who's holding you accountable for your own goals and your own tasks. And it's hard to just be on top of yourself the entire time. Yeah. Uh, on so many levels. Um, yeah. Like for, you know, for one, for accountability, um, I find this too. So in a, in most agencies, the urgency comes all the deadlines for your clients mm -hmm. because they're paying you. And if they're upset, you, they're, you know, in your mind, that's like they could leave and then that messes everything up. So that's what creates the urgency a lot of times. Um, but you're, I, I find that agency owners, they can be so busy uh, doing the urgent and just be stuck in the urgent that they never do the most important non-urgent things that are really going to move your agency and probably your life forward. So it's, it's like kind of really short, you know, emergency like thinking. Um, so I think that's a, a coach and mentor can be very helpful to help you prioritize that because uh, a lot of times that, that uh, working on your agency or the things that are really going to matter two years from now uh, gets, gets kind of pushed aside when, you know, somebody's, uh, you know, Facebook ads manager is down or they get, you know, you know, they, they, uh, you know, had some, some type of emergency, their website went down or, you know, you know, you're, you can be constantly on their timetable and it, it really impacts, you know, your agency and what you can really bring. All right. Last question for you, Chris. Um, you've been very generous in offering some support to some of our agencies on this call. Can you, uh, can you define what that what that offer is for the first comers and also how people can find you? You bet. Uh, you can you can check me out. Uh, my website is freedombusinessfamily.com. Uh, you can also check me out on any of the major uh, social media platforms under Chris Rudolph. And I would love to help uh, the Verblio community. Uh, you know, all the agency out, owners out there. So I'm going to give away three. Uh, three uh, agency growth sessions to the first th three people who sign up. So uh, you can go to uh, schedulewithchris.com. So my, my first name is C-H-R-I-S. So schedulewithchris.com. And the first three that uh, sign up uh, will schedule and we'll sit down and really get, get deep into your specific situation and see if we can come up with a really good next step. And not here's like 10 things we're going to, you know, that you should work on when your plate is already full, but what's the one thing that's gonna really matter and move your agency forward? And I would just love to love to help out. What's your primary website or in LinkedIn address so people can find you there too? Cause I imagine there's a few Chris Rudolphs out there. I think I think there's just one. So I think- I, Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think uh, Chris Rudolph on, on LinkedIn and freedombusinessfamily.com uh, for the website. Perfect. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the Verblio Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Steve. I, I, uh, I'm just I'm blessed to be able to, to share some of the things that I, that I've learned a lot of even hard, hard lessons the hard way and, and just love this community and, and want to be of service. Great. I learned a lot. I'm sure everybody will who listens to Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Verblio show. Thanks for tuning in. This is Steve Pockross in Denver, Colorado, signing off.